podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Welcome back to the Bosco's Boys podcast. Before we get into the show, I'm going to talk to you about one of our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. Guys, as sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball, NBA, they're in full swing right now. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. Interesting. Uh, he'll give you the chance to win some of the great prizes and on the cost of his bling. I don't know what that means. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. I'm at Ian Campbell's home right now, sitting on his deck, drinking the beer of the podcast, Stockyard Bre- Stockyard's Brewing Company Cerveza Royale, Mexican-style lager, proudly brewed in Kansas City. Can- Kansas? Maybe Missouri. Missouri. Welcome back to the show, Ian. Oh, thanks for having me. Happy to be back. We get to talk about some actual football. Does that excite you? Yes. <laughs> Feels weird, though, right? It does feel weird. I mean... Yes, my gr- my brain has been grinded down into a fine pulp in the last six months. I can't take it anymore. I'm glad to have some sort of reprieve. No more hypotheticals and theories. No more hypotheticals and theories. I can't take it anymore, but we get to talk about football, at least for now. So shall we just jump right into it? Yeah, let's go all the way in. Before we get too drunk. They are tasty beers. I'm, this I mean, is I'm a, feeling a little buzz already. This is a friend of mine's... Uh, brewing company uh got to see the whole smear it's pretty cool down there if you've ever if you've never been you should go i haven't um, been where where exactly is it it's you know where the golden ox is or that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. down there that like little kind of winery they have down there it's or i guess by the new hyvee volleyball arena okay or sport arena yeah uh, it's right there Okay. Down there, literally where the stockyards used to be. It's it's uh, very cool. Well, I own one of their T-shirts, but I have never been there. And I think I've ordered one at a bar before, but this is the first time I've really had any of their, like, you know, portfolio. And it's pretty pretty damn good. The Cerveza Royale, if I must say, for a local beer, is probably one of the beers that if you were going to sit around somewhere and have more than a couple, you could definitely do it. It's not super heavy. It is a, it's a good beer. Yeah, this black IPA is fucking me up a little bit. Oh yeah, I think that one's, <laughs> that one's seven percent. There you go. That makes sense. I can feel it. Um, Are your hands swelling as you? you I'm know. just. I got a know, buddy who just he, swel- he swells up like a tick if he has anything like besides like a Michelob Ultra, and it's hilarious. Every time we go golfing, I don't swell, his ankles are just like they're just like. It's like an elephant ankle, and he's a tall, skinny guy, so it just makes me laugh. Like his calf disappears. It's That's interesting. He might want to see a cardiologist, but uh, you know, we'll get in. Well, we can chat about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So we're just going to jump into it, and we're going to talk about a man that I think is trying to mirror your old look, Wyatt Hubert. His locks are getting out of control. I mean, he's got a full head of hair now. Have you seen him recently? Have you seen what he looks like? Are you going to tell him to keep it going, or are you going to tell him to, to shave his head like you? No, I think you have to rock that for as long as you can. Real world, uh, well, maybe now, it's it's less relevant if you have crazy hair, you know, with everything being virtual, but... You can't typically have crazy long and uh, unkempt hair in most jobs. You might as well just let it go and do whatever you want for as long as you can because at some point somebody's going to tell you to get a haircut, and I'm not going to be that guy. But I agree. I think he should keep it going. Anytime I've ever tried to grow my hair out to that length, I've never made it past the middle awkward stage. I break down, and I, I have to cut my hair. I've always wanted to grow shoulder-length hair so I can put in a, a proper man bun, but I've never made it to that. I've it's never a, made it. It's the perfect time for you to do that right now. Just wear hats. Pull I it could, back. I could. I wear You I have mean, to, you have to like weather day. through, like, that middle time. Like, and it is the worst. I mean, now I'm probably 12 years shy of knowing what that feels like uh, since mine doesn't ever get longer than basically uh, the next razor. Well, but, I can't wear a hat to work is the problem. I don't know. So there was a point a few years ago where I would you get I, some dapper dan. You can pull that back and just or swoop it or mat it down or get some of that clay or wax. Or I whatever. had a headband phase, which I yeah, didn't it's love. okay. That's I didn't okay. Love, but it's okay. We all do things we don't, you know, aren't proud of. I it just there was no other real option. I mean, the swoop didn't work because my hair is so fine, it dries out, and then it's like in my face. <laughs> it's not good. It looks really bad, but I, I... You just need to talk to a hairstylist. She'll take care of you. Maybe. He'll take care of you. I just... Maybe that's just a reflection of my my fortitude. I, I can't get... I can't get past that. It's the battle of attrition. You just have to hold on. It's like Novocaine. Maybe I'll try just it again. give it a little time. It always maybe works, Maybe I'll right? try it again. Well, on the topic of Wyatt Hubert, um, you know, he was... He's been a disruptive force the last two seasons. Um, last year, he ended up only tallying seven sacks, which is good, not great. Um, what do you think his ceiling could be? Can he take that n- that next step to be a double-digit sack guy and one of the best in the country? Uh, he will be a junior, right? Correct. Technically, he's a sophomore with the new rules. I mean, he can stay for two more years. Did you hear that? Oh, wow. No, I'm sorry. I'm been there is no – it's pretty insane. NCAA has ruled that basically eligibility oh, will not be affected. This. So all seniors can stay another year, which is – insane idea we talked about this morning on the podcast on a separate podcast which you guys have already heard we both think it's a terrible idea i'd actually love to see your take on it um it's gonna basically destroy well certainly gonna gonna screw recruits yeah uh you have people that are going to be coming into positions that are now going to completely you've now you've opened up a portal before a portal uh, and, and your word means nothing uh, as far as a commitment because now you've changed what the circumstance is. Uh, so I think whatever was signed and sealed and delivered last February is now uh, subject for change. Uh, that I know that that would, you know, it's Machiavellian out here right now, right? Everybody's looking out for number one. And whether people want to admit that or not, it's true. So when someone's looking at that and they're like, well, now this star QB is going to be here potentially for for two more years instead of just one, maybe I'm going to go to my second choice school because this guy is going to be leaving. And he is leaving without a doubt. Or I can just go beat him. So 
I don't know that it's you know it's not really my place to say whether it's good or bad. I guess I I can sit back and armchair it all I want, but well, let's pretend he's that he's a junior and he's gonna leave in two years. Uh, but yeah, back to your original question with Wyatt, his ceiling is uh, much higher than what the seven sacks are. Part of that had to be is you know he was out there with a heavy target on his back and. Still, the defense was really successful. I think you can look at the collective there and see that he still stood out with the 12-and-a-half tackles for loss. I think he had two. That was still pretty significant. And I, I've been told he's put on some size. I would like to see if he's kept his speed. I, you know, going back more than a, a fortnight for myself, when I put on size for my junior year, I didn't feel like I lost a step. I put on like 10 or 15 pounds, but when I put on another 10 to 15 to go to my senior year, I feel like I lost a step and I didn't really get it back until I worked far enough into the season to kind of lose a little weight and get used to carrying the weight. But his frame is not what mine is. And, uh, I mean, the guy, he plays the run better. He's just a bigger, stronger guy than I was. And he's disruptive as, as hell. Takes really. a man to admit yeah. that. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm self-aware. That's one of the things I like to pride myself in. Uh but I definitely think he can hit the double double digits. But he's going to need help. I mean, the year I hit double digits, I had quality guys that were playing across the board. Uh, Rob Jackson was on the other side. I had Blake Siler, the Silenator, the workhorse, was my three technique. And uh, Quentin Eccles and uh, Steve Klein were uh, playing the one spot at nose, you know. So, And we ran a Tampa, too, so it was pretty easy to peel off the edge. Well... One of the things that does make oftentimes a defensive end very successful is having that opposite guy to create more pressure and take some of the attention off of you. You know, that's why Reggie Walker was so excellent his freshman year because he had Jordan Willis mm -hmm. creating ridiculous havoc on the opposite end. One of the guys that could maybe do that this year for Wyatt Hubert is Khalid Duke. Um, you know, the camp hype train is rolling pretty hard. What did you see from him last year in those jet packages that he made appearances in uh, that makes you think maybe the hype could be real? I don't want to say that anything I saw in the jet packages makes me think hype is real. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before. Like, I don't like hype, but that doesn't mean that I don't think this kid can't be really special. He's clearly very fast. There's a, there's a guy that I'm going to go way back on that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to defensive ends that was – a really speedy guy who wasn't very tall who transitioned to a defensive end, and it's Chris Johnson. And, and One of my favorites. Yeah, and he's Maybe number, my favorite defensive end of all time. At yeah, Chris, if you're out there, uh, he was a strength I coach. Love loved that guy. He was great. He he uh, he came around. He helped me. He was uh, still involved with K-State while I was there. He was great, great dude, too. And if he has any Chris in him, and that's a tremendous compliment. I know the Duke kid may not know that, but it is. Uh, I hope that that's what he can be, you know, to, to take that skill position type guy and let him put on size and still hold, like, crazy speed. If if you can start to peel off the edge and then once, you know, get one move first, and if you can create that second and he can start to roll inside or if he's got enough strength to be able to – to hit a little power stick and get up underneath somebody's chin with a long arm, you know, because suddenly a 6'2 guy turns into a 6'6 guy if you got long arms and you can hit that long arm right about the chest, maybe let it go slide up into the neck accidentally when people aren't paying attention, um, you know, and hump them by, you can wreak a lot of havoc and certainly disrupt timing. Not going to hurt Wyatt any. 
I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty buzzed right now. <laughs> um, it's hot out here. Yeah. And that seven percenter just snuck up on me. Last year, we saw kind of a new look in the defense. Um, what did you like most about the defense last season and the first year of the climbing era? And was there anything, you know, oppositely that made you question anything? I didn't question anything. Um, I think the thing I like the most, if I'm just speaking statistically, is the third down conversion. And um, that efficiency uh, was just pretty impressive. Uh, the best it's been since the 2003, uh, the the vaunted 2003 defense that was, uh, and certainly wasn't in 2004. And I was a part of that, so uh, it's not your fault. Yeah, it's okay. I, that always takes I'm me back. Cut to, in the that always clip. takes me uh, to the uh, the the scene of Robin Williams. Yeah, and so I'm gonna <laughs> cut that Goodwill Hunting clip in. Not you, man. Uh, and what I noticed. I think it was the first or second game in the climbing era was the exchange of the players coming on and off the field between the coaches and the liveliness and what seemed just like, for lack of a better word, joy. Joy. I was going to say the same thing. And it made me smile. I was just happy for them that they seemed like things were going in a positive direction. And, uh, you know, I still have some – people that are close to the team and they were like yeah we're gonna get seven wins this year you know and they got eight and i think they should have got nine are you okay i agree I with that they should have gotten <laughs> we talked maybe we talked ten about that yeah they should have got nine um you mentioned Great that first year you mentioned that third down defense statistic what you know what is it with they that they did so well to get off the field when they were you know had their backs against the wall and they had that opportunity and this is going to sound a little remember the Titans-ish, but if you want to be like objective and analytical, it's the blitz packages and and the stunts, and you know you had Trey Deshaun up there, and you had Reggie Walker, and obviously you got Wyatt Burt. That's going to be you know he, he's an All American type player. He causes um, a bit of an issue for some people, but the reality is is that the collective mentality of the whole team was that they were going across the line and taking the fight to them and not embracing it. They weren't just getting, letting them get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I will always bet on the team that's a little hungrier and that's just popping off at people. Uh, you, you can go all the way back years and decades, and you will ask a player that was on an opposing team, and I still have had this on occasion with a couple guys from other teams that we played in the 06 time, and we were nothing like the 03 or even probably as as good as this last year's team, clearly on third downs at least. And we, I played with a guy from Louisville in St. Louis, and he goes, I will never forget that game we played against you guys. He's like, I've never been hit like that my, my whole life, that whole game. He's like, it's still with me. He's it pumps like, me up. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you remember that. I mean, I mean, I remember playing uh, – Chris Obanai was a running back in St. Louis, and he would talk about – we hated playing you because six Louisville was that away? No, it was a home. It was a, it was a they series of seventeen six or something. Uh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember what the score was. We won for some. We 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 won. We beat Louisville. Yeah, pretty sure we won. Maybe we didn't. We're gonna have to check that, folks. I had two sacks. That's uh, right. We're gonna have to get our editor to check that. But 
I remember that. That's. I mean, that pumps me up to just hear that. I, no, I, I mean, hope that we a, still have that. That reputation. guy had a much better NFL career than I did, and he still talked about how he he walked around and the whole team was was beat to hell for a week after that game. And hell yeah, you know when you when you're the team that you you're you're popping people's helmets off and their snaps are coming undone. Like I know a lot of people. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, guys undo their bottom snaps, but your top snaps are not supposed to come undone. <laughs> and there are some helmets nowadays that they're screwed in, but if you're popping people's snot, uh, top snaps off, you're really hitting them. That's legit. If We're it's gonna a have legal to look hit anymore. So you played for both uh, Coach Schneider and Coach Prince, and you've been around the program and the athletic department for the last, you know, few years. How different has Coach Kleiman been and, you know, how – how pleased have you been with him as a coach so far? I would say I'm I'm very pleased in at least a general statement. I think overall, I think he comes in and brings all the things that everybody at K-State wants in a replacement in, in Coach Snyder and the blue-collar and honest work ethic that you expect in the Midwest. I think he comes in and it's just it's a natural fit. Um, you know, as far as to compare anything that happened – with Ron, you know, the only thing that I thought Ron ever did, at least in moments, was he knew that there was a certain amount of management that the body could handle. He wasn't putting you out at three-hour practices. Right. So, but he he did plenty of other things that mitigated that. And, you know, maybe the old-school nature that was Coach Snyder was you know, maybe you overdid it a little bit. You know, usually you go into your bowl game fresh. That's certainly not always the case when you have no legs left. And, you know, just kind of you erred on the side of overdoing it. And everybody's going to have their faults, and eventually at some point in time your your strengths can also be your weaknesses, and I think that that is kind of what ultimately happened in the end. And I mean that in the most respectful, positive way because I think that that's what most of us are, you know. Uh if I look at myself, it's like, well, you're a passionate guy can also be seen as, well, you're aggressive with your thoughts or, you know, I mean, but that's how I played. I was a passionate person. That's what I, that's just me. Right. So your strengths are your weaknesses. Most, that's how most of us operate anyways. Man, Ian, it's hot out here. I hate to keep saying it, but I'm a little less hot and you know why I'm less hot? Because of the beer? No. <laughs> because I don't have an enormous bush down there and you know why because i went to <laughs> manscaped.com and i used the lawnmower 3.0 to groom myself you guys it's it's a waterproof new clipper and it comes with an led light so that you can manscape even in the shower in the dark in the dark shower i don't know why you would do that but you can i don't know how difficult it, it would be it, to there, shave your is there pubes. a light on this thing there is a light it's an Just led like light a combine it's it's pretty legit i don't i mean i don't know how easy it would be to shave wet pubic hair in the shower i wouldn't this, try that this that doesn't make any a sense, whole nother way this is not i thought you were going blue chew on me but all i'm saying is no we don't uh, they don't pay us anymore so we don't talk about them i'll still talk about them though but on their website you'll find the crop preserver which is an anti-chafing <laughs> ball deodorant and moisturizer which is something that i actually do use pretty much every day after i get out of the shower it'll help you tame that summer swamp ass with uh, natural hydrators and antioxidants. Uh, Listeners to this sh- of this show will get 20% off and free shipping if you head to manscaped.com and use the promo code capital armchair. That's manscaped.com with uh, capital armchair. It's 20% off with free shipping. Um, they also have 
probably the best underwear that I own. It's like I only have one pair uh, because it came for free, but like it's insanely comfortable. I would recommend it. Um, yeah, head to manscaped.com. You won't regret it. Okay. Now we're going to get into the questions that will feature in basically every one of our Blitz Week shows. That's what uh, the we're calling these. Basically a show every day um, of the week leading up to the season. So we're really jam-packing our listeners right now. So let's just jump into it. It's been a tumultuous last few months. How... Word what what grade would you give K-State Athletics, Gene Taylor, Coach Kleiman, in handling the pandemic, the racial unrest, and all of the gray clouds that have been hanging over the world of you know college athletics since March? A, A minus. I mean, they've done a great job. I mean, if I, I could only give them a minus just because I'm sure there's some area for improvement, I'm not going to give them an A plus. I thought they did a great job with that. Um, I thought they there was a, all the reasons in the world where the team could have further fractured, and they did the right things and did the right steps to listen to the players and to bring them in, and also try to provide some some foresight for these young guys on what's occurring, not just with the pandemic and and the racial stuff and just all the things that you know the apocalypse of 2020 is bringing to the table uh, for us to see the forest through the trees and to realize that you know uniting and and being in the fight together is always going to be the right answer. You can always work through your differences if you're willing to talk and listen, and I firmly believe that. Yeah, I would give them a pretty high grade myself. I think um, there's still some Gene Taylor detractors out there, and I can't for the life of me figure out why because he's pretty much nailed every decision he's made since he's been here. I mean, Well, if I your belief is that idiot. you already don't like the man, then you're not going to change your mind. Right. Yeah. So – you know, you. it doesn't really matter what he does. There's not going to be anything that turns around. Even if K-State does well and they like all of the things, it's going to be because of the positivity of a special player that made it this better. And it's not because of Gene's collective efforts. I mean, he's he's the best AD that we've had. And, you know, what's, what's the comparison, honestly? I mean that in the most respectful way to any previous one we've had, but – you know, and, and some that have even passed, but, like, can we even look down even a 12-year barrel where anyone's done a better job? No. I mean, you I could mean, say somebody's brought more Big 12 championships, but is that really the metric? I don't think it is. If there's dissension and there's things that are happening bad and there's things that aren't handled well and there's no infrastructure that's holding up the next regime or bringing thinking about the forethought of moving forward, then you're really not doing a good job because as an overseer, which you're essentially the head coach of the athletic department, you have to see the whole picture, not just how you perform in this current year. So t- tell me an AD that we've had in the last 15 or even 20 years that's done better. I mean, as if you take the actual like holistic view, there's, there isn't one. Uh, we could, we could go through the list, and we have on the show before, of positive things that the past ADs have done, but they all come with – pretty heavy negative uh, right that's what i'm saying variables so yeah yeah i think gene's been pretty excellent um at keeping the, the ship steady in difficult times what a but tough also time making to do all that. like great big decisions in the face of heavy criticism and they've paid off pretty much yeah. every time yeah. i mean he extended yeah. bruce and bruce turns the ship and wins a big 12 title uh i mean he went out and got chris Kleiman. When everybody, like, when not everybody, we're not, a lot of yeah. people were not for it. And a he lo- knew that 
vetting on his, whatever you want to call him, a, a very qualified candidate when nobody else was really overly interested. He knew that no matter what, because of his background, it was going to come down on him. So if his guy didn't deliver, ultimately it was his job yeah. also. But it was going to be his job no matter what. If he, if he, you make a bad hire after Bill leaves 2.0, you're going to lose your job regardless. So you yeah. might as well bet on somebody you know and trust. And seven national championships is still seven national championships. I agree. Football staff looks a little bit different this season. Uh, we had the departure of Scotty Hazelton. Joe Klanerman being promoted to the D.C., and Steve Stannard being brought on to coach the linebackers. Do you expect any major changes on that side of the ball? I don't know about major changes. I think Hazelton, I think we knew early on that the guy, everything I've heard come down the wire in the few moments I spent around him, he bordered on a genius. So I think we were happy to have him for eight or nine months. And Kleiman clearly knows defense too, so – I don't expect you're going to see a lot different on anything. I think we're going to hope that we have a few more guys that can come up. you got to love having an individual player that just impacts the game on their own. I would just like to see a little more of that, where somebody can just you know, take over a game on their own. And we have that in White Bird a little bit, but I'd like to see more guys on the defense be those type of players, where you're just like, hey – I'm an impact player, you know, whenever NCAA is ready to come out with a new game and pay the players. And I did get my settlement check, by the way. Um, and very nice. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very nice. Was it worth not having NCAA? Well, I don't really care. <laughs> I need I, it. I yeah, want to well, play it. I mean, I don't mean that I'm not <laughs> happy that they had to put their game down, but they could have, like, at least just, you know, just paid everyone and then done it anyways. Um I think it'll come back. Oh, it'll come back. <sighs> I'm excited for it. Um, let's uh, transition to the offense a little bit. Year one with Coach Messingham was up and down, to mm -hmm. say the least. Um, do you think that they'll be able to find their groove, or do you think changing five out of six of the offensive linemen is going to be – it's going to be a challenge. Too difficult of, of a task to overcome to find that, you know, consistency. But this offensive line coach, and is it Riley? Yes. Uh, so I got to speak with Riley when we did the February thing with Reggie uh, online, and I really liked him. I think if anybody could potentially get some guys ready, yeah, maybe he does. But you, you're replacing some just phenomenal players. Uh, I mean – and and a lot of them, so it, it's gonna there's gonna be a fallback. But I would argue that the other positions and the skill positions are gonna be better. So maybe they'll be able to pick up the slack on their own a little bit. I think what you've got there, and you've got a little more comfortable and confident, and a guy embracing his role in in uh, Skyler right now, who's really just eating it up and wants to get it done, and he's gonna pull people along and instill confidence in young guys who have the ability, but maybe they don't have the confidence yet, and he's going to put it in there for them, which is what you want in a in a quarterback who's a is he a is he a double senior now? Is he get a, he's he's a senior he's a senior one. He's senior four to play five. We shall see. Yeah, I don't. We I'd like to see, see how they're going to title that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. So, who you're predicting to be? the offensive MVP of the season, and why do you feel that way? I feel like the safe bet is Skyler, but I feel like your outside chance is going to be Youngblood, right? I mean, 
Is he still on the team? I mean, he's still there. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything with the, <laughs> all the the changes in the portal. He's and, still there. In fact, he had a very <laughs> bullish prediction on himself this year. He his goal. This is great. His goal is that he wants to get 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing, and 1,000 yards uh, returning this year. That's his goal. Well, I think two of those three are possible. Uh, I would like to be wrong about that. It would be a. a I mean, I just. It's great. I love that he, like, has if he can, crazy high expectations. If he can run one reverse back 80 yards, <laughs> or even a double reverse. Or a, a speed sweep every game, <laughs> then he could get close to a thousand yards rushing. I think the rest of it's not theoretically impossible, but the rushing is going to be tough. I have to look back and see. I think the receiving is like even in the best seasons. Well, of ten like, games instead of twelve or thirteen. Games, yeah. How many? I would like to see like even the NCAA record holder of. Uh, Kick return touchdowns, but he's still a special in, player, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So How many? He, he's my he's my outside pick. Obviously, he's my yeah he's my outside pick. I like it, but Skyler's. I hope, a, I hope yeah. he makes that big of a jump. Oh, me too. I do. It's awesome. I really be hope phenomenal because I, mean. I love him. Um, let's do the opposite side of the ball: defensive MVP and why. Well, I think that's pretty obvious that it's going to be Wyatt Bird. I'm always going to pick a defensive end. Um, there's a reason left tackles get paid so much money, and oh, and the, oh, sorry, not college football but right yeah uh but in the nfl uh is is to stop a guy that can wreak that kind of havoc on the most important player and not even subjectively objectively and the quarterback and uh if anybody else has a better statistical year i think you could probably argue that the reason that they did is because of wyatt he's gonna make his defense he's gonna make his secondary better because they're gonna get rid of the ball faster and it's gonna be some errant throws Maybe a defensive tackle or a linebacker, defensive end is going to get a little extra shine because of that. And it's just the way it goes. You're supposed to be able – you just need to have those other guys ready to pick up that slack and say, hey, I'm creating opportunities. Don't fold back inside when I'm putting the pressure towards you. Like, don't come – don't, you know, do your job, quote, unquote. Like, stay in your damn lane and do what you're supposed to do, and you're probably going to get some accidental sacks and some, some interceptions and pass breakups just because why it's – just really giving some tackles a hard time. And when he slides down inside, too, you know, his strength is good enough on the leverage point with guards. Like, you watch him jockey those guys around, I mean, sometimes with one hand. He's got enough speed that they get off balance and he'll grab them. And he's got better hands than I ever did that early on. He's got, he's got really violent hands. My hands are better now. It's because I'm a crafty old man. <laughs> you know, I wish I had the same knowledge with the physical body uh, that I would have had when I was 22 now. Uh, but it is what it is. Try to talk into the mic, please, sir. Oh, sorry. You're I'll doing, put it just directly okay. directly on my lips. Yes, kiss you got the me mic all pumped up bit. talking about. I know you you've got me pumped up talking about Wyatt Hubert. I mean, I'm excited now to watch. I've been excited, but it's hard to get excited because it's like I don't even know what's going to happen. It's who knows if they're going to play the whole season. But man, talking about it really is pumping me up. So I'm excited to see the Cats play. Who are you predicting to be the young breakout player of this team? Let's say redshirt sophomore or younger have to have a big role on the team. Who, why do you feel that way? Who, who's it gonna be? I don't. I don't even have a person. Okay. I would say. See, I mean, if, if it were me, I would say young blood. Well, but he's already known though, so it's like I feel like he's not like a breakout player. It's like he's just. I mean, he was he was a freshman and he was an All American. So like, 
Yeah, as a returner. Him not doing well, I know. But, I mean, it's the same thing, like, with Tyreek, right? Like, Tyreek was an all-pro returner, and then it's yeah. like, just give him the time to learn receiver a little bit, and he's going to be, of course, phenomenal at that, too. So, I mean, really, for him to not do amazing would be just a significant letdown. I'll say I'll say Jacardier Wright, one of our okay. younger running backs who chatter from the coaches is that, you know, this time off um, – the lack of spring football, the lack of, uh, you know, getting reps has really affected the two freshmen running back, uh, Joe Irvin and uh, Jacardier Wright. But I, you think it's affected them? You think it's affected them in the sense that in terms of it's like hurt their hype or the you mentality feel like, okay. of catching up with where they need to be? Because I think that they have more ability than our upperclassmen. Oh They're yeah, just not where they need to be mentally is how I'm reading that. Yeah. Well, um, hopefully Skyler can bring them along a little bit. So I'm hoping Jacardier or Joe Irving, Joe Irvin, one of the two, if they uh, blow up, that would be Well, large. if the hype that's around Duke is right. That would be good. That's that'd be good great one. because, I mean, you know, your, our de- the time of possession and the defense, uh, you know, we haven't – we didn't have that kind of defensive effort since the, uh, the mythical Colin Klein in 2011. I mean, I think K-State people still have to love that because that's still, you know, no one wants – maybe some people don't want to hear it, but that's, that was what Bill Snyder football was, was controlling the clock. You know, yeah. I mean, if you can make a, another team run out of time, especially one that's going to be as, as weaponized especially as a Especially in a league of, that we're in. That's yeah. You know, we, we got a couple of uh, games that are going to be coming up that are going to be s- circled by everybody. Yeah. We all know one in particular. Let's open up big-time predictions here. Record. Assuming we finish a 10-game season, where Eight. do you think we will finish? Eight and two? Eight and two. Wow, that would be large. So <laughs> we're going... Okay. I like that. It's 80%. I like that. If you can do I, the math on that. I mean, wh- who, who's our losses? I don't want to say that. I already have to say horrible things on the pregame show when I have to pick somebody that should probably beat us. I picked OU last year, and they beat us. Well? Well, I mean, mathematically, I I effed up. (laughs) I did. You're right. I did. I was happy to be wrong there. I was shot. I mean, come on. Nobody thought we were going to win that one. Um, I would probably say 8-2. and I mean, obviously, that would be incredible. I will take that. With I just think to like I'm, Oklahoma I'm, and I'm I'm really hoping that what they had and what they're building on and with some more talent coming in in some places that there's maybe a little more focus and that there are some distractions elsewhere that we can come come through on. Maybe if the team unity is in the right spot, you can take advantage of teams who have more talent. Speaking of Oklahoma, that was a big statement win last year. This year, do you think we're going to have any any big statement wins? Who do you think it could be? We have OU on Shit, the... Shit, if we go 8-2, <laughs> we're going to have a lot. So we have OU, is that on the September 26th? Is that that's right? That's our second... It's our first conference game. Yeah. Is that, that's at OU, right? It's at OU. God, which, I, hate, I hate Boomer Sooner song so much. It doesn't really... But but what does away games really mean? Well, anymore, I mean, it really... This year, it doesn't mean shit. No, because the fan stuff is... Relevant. I guess you could say... Maybe the only thing that really home teams have an advantage still slightly because they don't have to travel. Well, that's not. I mean, you stay in a hotel anyway, so it's kind of whatever. I mean, I would say that the biggest the biggest pullback there is, is young guys who have not got a chance to prove themselves don't have these tune up games and playing. Yeah. You know, basically everybody that's a 
you know, a, a D, a, whatever they call them now. It used to be a double A school uh, when I played. Uh, FCS. FCS school. Besides uh, South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, open, in, we open up with Arkansas and State. And um, then, yeah, straight yeah. to Oklahoma. That's a tough way to open up the conference just, slate. Yeah, there's just not a lot of tune-up time. I would say that's probably the bi- the biggest disadvantage with OU and that, you know, that they're going to, with what they've got down there, are they probably better than they were last year? I mean, are they maybe better? I don't know. Uh that might be they might one have of the a better two. quarterback. No. They might have a better quarterback. I mean, certainly taller. Probably, um, but better defensively. Yep. Um, Let me ask you a question. I, then I think Baylor. I mean, Baylor and Texas pose some challenge too. Those are probably the other ones. If I have to circle any, I don't know exactly which one's going to be tougher. I don't. Texas will probably always be considered, especially now. They're nearly back. I wouldn't say that I Texas hate to is say back. That. I mean, I never lost to them. I know. I think. I mean, we <laughs> for I mean, so long. They're still winning the overall. Dominated. Them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I just I I hate um, Texas. I do too. But let's say let me ask you this question: Last year, let's say no fans are allowed in the stadium last season. Do we beat Oklahoma? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you're asking impossible questions. I, it is, but it's like I'm tired of theorizing. <laughs> how, I just want to see it happen. How did I mean? You've played. How different is it to have that home crowd support? It's huge. How much defense. does that change momentum? And it, cha- it changes a lot. So I think is that a, going, they get rattled. I mean, how well do you think that's going to affect the lower tier teams in the middle of the pack tier teams versus the because I'm gonna I I mentioned the Premier League. Actually, this has nothing to do with the Premier League. I guess I mentioned soccer on this podcast all the time. Uh, the Bundesliga, which is the German league, the top yeah. German league. I have no idea what we're talking about now. When they returned. Can't use your hands. <laughs> when they returned, all the top teams were just beating the shit out of everyone else. And there's a theory that, you know, not having any fans in the stadium really could possibly affect, you know, the game mentality and momentum of the game and sure. how that affects how the players. Do you think that we're going to see a gap between the top echelon teams that have a higher you might it'd be hard i mean it, you could certainly as the year goes on track that i think that the momentum like you can feel momentum change in a game with plays but when the the fans accelerate the momentum yeah and you're no matter what no matter how much you have tuned out you're not impartial to what you're surrounding in your environment so there's no way that even the best quarterback in the world can't feel when the fans are you know they're geeking up because you know hey you got a sack at the right moment or oh there was a knockdown pass and suddenly it's third and long and you're like you know we've and we've already punted the last two times we've been out even though we have a three point lead like you can feel you know you you feel immortal but suddenly there's a little drop of blood coming down your face when you're one of these teams with the logos that aren't supposed to lose because that's just what Texas know you do they don't lose to K State except for multiple times but you know in their lore. That's not what they're supposed to do is is lose to us. So I think that, you know, the the twelfth man, if you will, not to pay homage to a, a school that uh Benedict Arnold us uh in Texas A and M is is the fans. Um but they'll they'll still be pretty loud, I think. It'll be as loud as twenty two percent of you know, is it twenty five percent? Twenty five percent. Sorry, twenty two percent's uh, arrowhead. My fault. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I do worry about that. You know, teams that have a smaller margin of error in those small things like that 
Don't you think, though, that the only the games that we should be heavy underdogs, and that's all. I'm, yeah. We're talking about a now projection to then, not what happens between now and then because that could change the underdogs, is really Texas, OU, and Baylor, and maybe a gray area with I don't Oklahoma even think, State. I don't even know about Baylor. I mean, they're transitioning, new head coach. You know, they could struggle. They're obviously – they've got talent across the board, but – Right. I mean, I I think I don't know. I think we'll be dogs against we Oklahoma, Oklahoma I like State. Pile it on. Texas, maybe Iowa State away. I used to have a strength coach that used to say, um, "They you you uh, wear a backpack, and when people throw rocks at you, you don't throw them back. You pick them up and carry them in your backpack so you get stronger. <laughs> and then when you get to the top of the hill, then you then you empty your backpack. And I always love that. Then you start sniping from the hill. Oh yeah! I mean, everybody knows the high ground. I mean, just ask uh, Darth Vader about that. Anakin, man, he didn't have the high ground. Obi Wan fucked him ground. up. Yeah, he did. All right, last question: Ten games are on the schedule. How many actually get played? Oh, I hate that you <laughs> asked me that. You want my honest answer? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Okay. That puts us about November. Yeah, I wonder what happens hey, I when, be, it, when it starts getting colder. I want to be wrong. But, I mean, hopefully it's 10. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't know I, either. I'm Time gl- will tell. I'm glad they're trying. That's all I can take. That's I all am I too. I'm, I'm excited to see the purple clad, which actually won't be there, but I'm excited to see the, the purple and white, the purple and silver. I'll be there sometimes. The all whites. With smolder. Maybe surprise all purples. Who knows? No, hopefully not. I hope so. Say at least if the purples have to match they, they the purple will. jerseys. Come on. We've gotten our new. Yeah, ours were so gross, though. They were terrible. Not the pants. I mean, the pants are bad, I think too. the uniforms themselves were bad, too. Oh, yeah. That thing that they boring. were doing on the side. I like I like the. I like old. everything we've done so far in the last year. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, one of those helmets is coming home with me eventually. You should. Yeah. You. I mean, you, it's could, not easily, a request. you could easily do that. It's not a Nobody request. Would Nobody it's fine. Would they can bill me later. Well, Ian Campbell, thanks for coming on the podcast once again. You're one of my favorite guests. Guys, remember to go to manscaped.com and betonline.ag. Use promo care code capital armchair to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And all the best online betting happens at betonline.ag. Do you have anything that you want to say to the listeners, Kansas State fans, Bonehead Nation? Stay strong, cat fans. We're all we're all in this together, even though we're not. <laughs> even though we can't see each I'll other. I'll virtually <laughs> see you out there. I love it. Thanks for having me, brother. Meet me at the Cathead.
Social Podcast Network.